You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Welcome. Come on in. Hang out. Got another two hours of the show and a lot of stuff to get through. You know, there's been that no better example of us versus them than the last, I don't know, seven years or so in America. And we know who the them are. The them are the swamp. The, the them are the people who move to Washington, D.C. and spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And then they get into uh, to, to, uh, office and, and they can convince, they can do all sorts of uh, malfeasance. Uh, James O'Keefe, I've got some audio from James O'Keefe. He's got a new video. He used to be with Project Veritas. And he spoke with a recruiter for BlackRock. And this guy uh, says that it is very easy to buy a senator. He says senators are cheap. He says senators cost $10,000. Now, it makes you kind of wonder, and I was thinking about this last night, I guess it would kind of make sense if senators were bought and paid for that Dianne Feinstein is still in Congress, in, in the Senate. Because I would assume that the people who are you know, uh, sending money to uh, political insiders, they expect that they will... Fulfill the promises and the obligations that were uh, were promised for the money. So maybe that's why Dianne Feinstein's still being wheeled into to Congress. She's still being wheeled in to be a senator. She can't go to the bathroom by herself. But by God, she's still going to be a senator. <laughs> just, it is. It's it's kind of delicious when you think about it. It's really. It's just. It's so absurd that it's 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 almost laughable. It would be laughable if it weren't so serious. So I'm going to get to uh, that also. Also, oh, John Durham threw some shade on Adam Schiff in a very big way, in a very funny way. I don't think a lot of people are going to be talking about this, but I got a text from a listener before the show and said, did you hear what, what uh, Durham did to Schiff? And most people aren't going to catch it. And even I didn't until it was pointed out to me. So that's coming up. It's coming up. You have to admit that things are strange in America. There are people who are working two jobs. That one job used to, to work just fine. The fastest growing sector in retail right now is dollar stores because people are <laughs> buying their groceries at dollar stores. Then we had three major bank collapses. We hear that Sam, Sam Bankman freed. Uh, his, his charges have been lowered because Washington, D.C. is there to protect the people in power, the people with the money. The people in power get money from the people with the money and vice versa, and they get favors and all that. And where are you? You're stuck. Maybe it's time you invested in something that doesn't uh, have zero value. Maybe it's time that you start investing in precious metals. I mean, I've done a lot of things in the last two years that I would have never done before. I got a solar generator. I've got uh, uh, food stores and water stores, just in case. And now I'm moving one of our 401ks to Swiss America. It's the one that I got when I was working at the car dealership. It's not something I'm relying on to live on for the rest of my life, but it's enough that I could have some money in precious metals. And I chose Swiss America because they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They can educate you on protecting your assets. You can learn the truth. They have a shocking new report. I got it right here. Right here. It is called The Secret War on Cash. I was blown away when I saw it. I told my wife about it. My wife never listens to what I have to say. Particularly about what I say on the radio. Doesn't even care. But she said, you know what? You're right. We need to look in getting gold and silver. And I was like, okay. And she did her research. She said, let's go. So what I need you to do, 
you owe it to yourself to write down this number. Grab a pen real quick, okay? 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. There is an all-out war on cash right now. Digital forms of currency, too. It's growing daily. And gold ain't digital. You can hold it in your hand. So get and read The Secret War on Cash. Free to my listeners. Just mention my name, Rob Carson. When you call or text, 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates apply. But I'm telling you, I am as, as sure as the day is long. We are, and we've already gotten the ball rolling on converting that 401k to gold. Gold and silver. It just makes sense. Because things are nuts right now. Things are just nuts. Let's move on to the Durham uh, uh, testimony this morning. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off with, uh, with the introduction. Here is uh, John Durham with regard to the Durham investigation, which proved after years of uh, the Democrats saying that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to throw the 2016 election. We now know it was based on nothing. We now know that the people in power at the time literally covered up this information. People like Bill Barr, people like Adam Schiff, people like Barack Obama, people like Hillary Clinton, to the point that they even lied about it uh, in the twenty in the midterms. And it goes on and on. Nobody's apologized for it. And so uh, uh, Durham was brought in front of Congress today. Here's some of the things that he had to say. The problems identified in the report are not susceptible to overnight fixes. As we said in the report, they cannot be addressed solely by enhancing training or additional policy requirements. Rather, what is required is accountability. Okay, there you go. Now, this is the retribution that Donald Trump talks about. The FBI said, oh, yeah, we made reforms. Oh, we made reforms. Meanwhile, 37 counts against Donald Trump for the same thing that Joe Biden did with classified documents. So the justice system hasn't been fixed. They like to say they are. But what we are going to demand is accountability, and that means people get indicted, they get tried, and they go to jail. Second, the findings set forth in this report are serious and deserve attention from the American public and its representatives. Let me just briefly highlight a few of those. For one, we found troubling violations of law and policy in the conduct of highly consequential investigations directed at members of a presidential campaign huh. and ultimately a presidential administration. Yeah, targeting your uh, your opponents just like they do in places like North, well, not North Korea, but in uh, Cuba and Venezuela. To me, it matters not whether and Brazil was a Republican campaign or a Democrat campaign. It was a presidential campaign. Uh, that such a group of people made these findings. Experienced FBI agents, experienced prosecutors, not people by and large from Washington, but from other parts of the country. The fact that these people made these findings, as reflected in the report, um, is of concern. Yeah, uh, of major concern. During our investigation, we charged a former FBI agent who pleaded guilty to the felony offense of altering and fabricating a portion of a document used to obtain a court order a FISA order of a surveillance of the United States citizen. Now, nobody's been punished for lying to a FISA court judge to get a warrant 
to surveil electronically and physically the uh, Republican presidential candidate in 2016, his transition team, and his presidency. And I'll venture to say that that surveillance may have resulted in the first uh, impeachment charge against Donald Trump, which was specious. It was an overheard conversation, and that's why it did a face plant. Which, in our view, is a significant problem. Several of the relevant FISA applications at issue um, in the Crossfire investigation omitted references to what was clearly relevant and highly exculpatory information that should have been disclosed to the FISA court. But they covered it up so they can continue with the witch hunt. Multiple FBI personnel who signed or assisted in preparing renewal applications for that same FISA yeah. warrant acknowledged that they did not believe that the target, Mr. Page, was a threat to national security, much less a knowing agent of a foreign power, which is what the law requires. It appears from our investigation that the FBI leadership dismissed those concerns. Yeah, dismissed the concerns, went ahead with the warrant, even though it was based on nothing. Because all they care about is taking down political enemies, even if it means tearing the law up, shredding it while you and I are held to a different standard. When the FBI learned that the primary source of information for the Steele dossier, which was basically the guts of the narrative about there being a well... Who, who provided that? Um, uh, ...coordinate conspiracy involving Trump and the Russians. When they learned that uh, Danchenko was the um, uh, primary subsource uh, for those reports, is at the time when the FBI already knew that Danchenko himself had previously been the suspect of an FBI espionage investigation. He's suspected of being a Russian asset. Wow, so they, they literally hired someone who was suspicious suspicious of being an FBI spy. Um, that's Russia collusion, kids, and Donald Trump didn't do it. Um, and nonetheless, they signed him up as a paid informant without further investigation of that espionage concern to say nothing of resolving that espionage matter before using Denchenko and Denchenko's information. Yeah, because all they cared about was getting a narrative, and they could cover whatever lie that narrative provided. They were willing to go with it, even if it was a lie. This is, uh, this is uh, Jim Jordan talking about the politicization of the uh, FBI in today's Durham hearings. Mr. Durham, I'm just finished with this. 60% of Americans now believe there's a double standard at the Justice Department. You know why they believe that? Because there is. Oh, yeah. That has got to change. <laughs> and I don't think more training, more rules is going to do it. I think we have to fundamentally change the FISA process, and we have to use the appropriations process to limit how American tax dollars are spent at the Department of Justice. Do you hear that, Republicans? Uh, we're demanding that you defund or at least uh, break up the FBI. You forget their new headquarters, and they be punished for what they did. And, and what did they do? Well, it's being exposed today. They lied about Russia collusion. That in itself should have tons of criminality associated with it. This is, um, oh yeah, a little bit more from, uh, from uh, Mr. Durham with regard to uh, Hillary Clinton. Another aspect of our findings concerned the FBI's failure to sufficiently scrutinize information it received 
or to apply the same standards to allegations it received about the Clinton and Trump campaigns. Because they wanted to cover for Hillary Clinton by saying that Donald Trump colluded with Russia, which was a lie, when in fact it was Hillary Clinton who did the colluding. As our report details, the FBI was uh, too willing to accept and use politically funded and uncorroborated uh, opposition research didn't matter didn't matter because they knew that the media would cover for it they could bring specious uh, e- evidence to anything as long as it's against Donald Trump they knew they had the backing of the mainstream media and the mainstream media is still backing them today which is the Steele dossier the FBI relied on the dossier and FISA applications yeah knowing there was a likely um, material originating from a political campaign, wow. a political opponent. We're going to go with it. It did so. Which means that the agency involved in the investigation was and is political. So even after the President of the United States, the FBI and CIA directors and others received briefings about intelligence suggesting that there was a Clinton campaign plan underway to stir up a scandal tying Trump to Russia. Yeah, it was... A Clinton campaign. This, all of this, was the uh, bastard child of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. (laughs) And it's an ugly baby. I might as well just, I just, yeah, an ugly baby, an ugly baby. This is uh, Republican Russell Fry asking uh, Durham about the evidence. Was there any evidence? Uh, We've already know. There there was no evidence to uh, start Operation Crossfire Hurricane saying that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to throw the 2016 election. So then, was there adequate predication for the FBI to open Crossfire Hurricane as a full investigation? On July 31st, in my view, based on our investigation, there was not a legitimate basis to open as a full um, investigation. Uh Uh-oh. An assessment is something that had to be looked at gather information, such as interviewing the people who provided um, the uh, Papadopoulos information, checking their own databases, the databases of other intelligence agencies, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the standard kinds of things that you would do in an investigation like that. But that was all thrown away because all they wanted to do was get Trump. From the report, I gathered that key FBI leaders, all the way at the top, were predisposed to go after candidate Trump. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Joseph Stalin is looking up from hell and smiling. This bias likely affected the conduct of FBI personnel in this investigation. Is that true? There you go. All right. So coming up, I do have the funny audio from uh, John Durham uh, uh, pranking uh, pencil neck Adam Shift. If you guys want to call 800-922-6680, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. So uh, one person who should be embarrassed to show his face in public is Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff lied about Russia collusion. He said he had evidence for three years, and he still hasn't apologized. He hasn't even mentioned it. Nobody's asking him. He lied. He lied for three years. I got evidence. We got plenty of evidence. There was never any. That's what the Durham report is about. It was the government weaponizing the FBI to go after Donald Trump. They're doing the same thing now. 
That's what uh, that's what this investigation into classified documents about. It's the same damn thing they did in 2016, except for a different uh, modus operandi, a different way of doing it. Even though <laughs> Joe Biden did the same thing, Mike Pence has done the same thing. It's nakedly obvious. Our FBI and DOJ is politically corrupt. They lean into the Democrat Party and the deep state. I thought it was funny today. My friend Chris Plant posted on Twitter, Adam Schiff, uh, talking to John Durham. And it was funny because he, uh, he was talking about how, I mean, the audacity of someone to pay for opposition research for another candidate. How odd that would be or how criminal it could be, particularly if that person was a foreigner. I don't know, like Hillary Clinton hiring Danchenko to uh, to do the dossier. That's what that was. It was using a foreign source, who, by the way, was suspected of being a Russian spy by the FBI, and getting information from him to present to a FISA court. And, uh, and, and, and at one point, uh, one of uh, Trump's son, I believe it was Eric, got a call from someone who said they had some dirt on Joe Biden, Russia, and they met at Trump Tower and immediately, and I remember this, immediately they kicked the person out because they said, what you're saying is nonsense. We're not going to run with this. But Adam Schiff thinks that was a crime, even though he's completely ignored the uh, Hillary Clinton and his own uh, issues. And I'll explain that in a second. Here is Adam Schiff today. Was informed that a Russian official was offering the Trump campaign, quote, very high-level and sensitive information, unquote, that would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of, quote, Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. You aware of that? Now listen to, uh, listen to Durham's response, and then I'll explain, if you don't know, what it's all about. Sure, people get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their important opponent? Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Whoa, now here is what we're talking about. Because Adam Schiff did the same damn thing. Adam Schiff, he uh, literally got a call, was pranked by two Russian pranksters. They make prank calls, calling high-ranking officials, representing themselves as uh, people, as representatives of the Russian government, and they told him they had dirt on Donald Trump in Moscow and nude pictures, and Adam Schiff was completely fine with that. Here's the audio as shared on Fox a while back. <laughs> These were two comics from Russia pranking him, but Mr. Schiff fell for it. Listen. She got uh, compromising materials on Trump after their uh, short relations. Okay. And, and what's the nature of the compromise? Well, there were pictures of naked Trump. Okay. Ooh, let me write that down. Mm -hmm. And so Putin was made aware uh, of the, the availability of the compromising material? Yes, of course. Sounds like he's kind of going to a foreign source to get some dirt on a political candidate, don't it? Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> we will be back in touch uh, with you through our staff uh, to make uh, arrangements uh, to obtain these materials for our committee and, and for the FBI. And, and I appreciate your reaching out to us. 
A staffer followed up, I think, the next day and the next day after that to try to set up a time to get these pictures. Let me see. Russian operatives, uh, Ukrainian operatives claiming to have information on yeah. uh, a political opponent, and you're going to meet with them and you're going to talk with them to find out what they had? Yeah. You cannot tell me that Adam Schiff wasn't thinking he's got something very important right there. It's exactly the same thing that he brought up about Eric Trump and John Durham called him out on the testimony. That's funny. That is funny stuff. All right, coming up, James O'Keefe has got a new video. We're going to move on from this congressional testimony. And then also what's going on with that uh, submarine in the North Atlantic near the Titanic. We'll talk about that. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. It's a Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. I got a couple more uh, sound bites I want to use from the uh, Durham hearing. And, you know, I know that you get lost on this stuff because I do. All right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff to digest. I, I've not seen this sort of malfeasance in my entire life, okay? I, I, I wrote for Rush Limbaugh starting in 1989 right out of college. I listened to Rush. I, I, uh, I paid attention to politics literally for the last 35 years of my life, most of my adult life. I've never seen anything like this. It's mind-bending, and unfortunately, the, t- the attention span of the average American is so short, it gets lost in the shuffle. That's why they depend on you to forget stuff. They do. They, for- they depend on you to forget stuff. So you just say, hey, you know, there's nothing you can do about 2016. There's nothing you can do about 2020. There's nothing you can do about January the 6th. Just let it go in the past. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They expect you to forget stuff. I don't forget stuff like this. I don't forget it when, when the federal government is weaponized against the American people, and in particular a president, and the DOJ and the FBI, and, and the DHS is shutting down the ability to express yourself. I mean, I'm not going to let this fade in the past. I want people to be held accountable for this crap. I really, really do. I want people who put the January the 6th protesters in jail for 800-plus days without a trial. I want the bastards who did that to be held accountable for it. It is unacceptable. Where's the left on this? Remember all the bat guano craziness around Abu Ghraib? We've got Abu Ghraib, and it's sitting in frickin' Washington, D.C. We have American citizens who are being denied counsel and clergy and clean water. I'm not going to forget this. People have to be held accountable of it. Someone will have to be in office in 2024 to cut the head off of this snake. That is the deep state. John Durham uh, is, of course, testifying before Congress. Representative Steve Cohen thought he had a gotcha moment this morning. Gotcha moment, and he wanted to make he wanted to make Bill or uh, uh, John Durham sound, you know, like he was. Uh, a tool that he was, uh, you know, in in Donald Trump's back pocket and all of this stuff. And uh, and uh, uh, the uh, Durham said uh, he'd have none of it because uh, John Durham and I and I think Donald John Durham. What I see of John Durham, I, you know, I, he's a, a rather unremarkable human being. Uh, his headshot, he looks like the Shaggy DA. Um, but you know, I do believe he seems to be a principled individual. He has not said during these hearings that I'm a Trump fan. He's not wearing a MAGA hat. He just was given charge of an investigation to look at our Department of Justice to see if it had been weaponized against an individual. And it was. That said, here is Steve Cohen. Uh, he's using bumper sticker logic. This is what Democrats do. They, they say... What they say, the, the, the depth of their argument can be spelled out in a bumper sticker. 
And then if you push back, they completely lose the argument. Here is the exchange. You had a good reputation. That's why the two Democrats supported you. But the longer you hold on to Mr. Barr and this report that Mr. Barr gave you as special counsel, your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods. There's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. There he is. There he is on the bottom of a pyre. You'll end up on the bottom of a pyre. So that means I guess he's going to be burned in a funeral pyre and his remains will be in the ashes. Is that what he's essentially saying there? Um, John Durham's like, uh, no, I was given the investigation. I investigated it. I didn't take sides, but I did see all of this. And I found out that all of the caterwauling by Democrats that Donald Trump was involved in throwing the 2016 election because he colluded with Russia was a lie. It was a lie created by Hillary Clinton and the DOJ. That's it. Here's John Durham's response. Heal back the balance of my time. Sure. My, we uh, presume the gentleman's undecided on, on how he feels about the pre- former president. Nice. Nice. Gentlemen, witness can respond. Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect, and my family, and my Lord. And I'm perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. Well said. God bless you. Um, the. Um, there you go. There you go. And and one more one more soundbite. This is John Durham talking about the experience that he's had and hearing from other FBI inv- agents involved in this witch hunt. As we said in the report, um, our findings were sobering. And tell you, having spent forty years plus as a federal prosecutor, they were particularly sobering to me. A number of my colleagues who uh, spent decades in the FBI themselves, they were sobering. While I'm encouraged by some of the reforms that have been implemented by the FBI, the problems, that's not good enough. People need to go to jail. Problems identified in this report. Anybody who actually reads the report and the details of the report, the documented portions of the report, I think would uh, find that um, the problems identified in the report are not susceptible to overnight fixes. As we said in the report. They cannot be addressed solely by enhancing training or additional policy requirements. Rather, what is required is accountability, both in terms of the standards to which our law enforcement personnel uh, hold themselves and in the consequences they face for violation of laws and policies of relevance. Okay, so what he's basically saying is that uh, we cannot allow the FBI to commit these acts of malfeasance, which they have, and it doesn't end at Crossfire Hurricane. There are other instances we see it. The FBI, the DOJ, has been weaponized against people who are pro-life. They've been weaponized against parents who speak out at school board meetings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You've got a summer of 2020 where thousands of acts of violence and terrorism were committed by BLM and Antifa protesters, $2 billion worth of damage. 30 people murdered, businesses driven out of business, terrified, etc. And yet, the FBI has done nothing. The FBI hasn't gone after the people who tried to burn down St. John's Church and literally caused Donald Trump and his family to go into the nuclear bunker the first time in presidential history. Why don't we know their names? Why don't we know? Why didn't the FBI use the same phone tracking data that they used on all the people who were at the January the 6th rally. The FBI literally went after phone records of people who drove from Boston in a bus, two buses, 
to Washington, D.C. The field office in Boston said, screw you, we're not giving you the information. They asked Bank America, send us your bank records. We want to see if they purchased anything that while they're in D.C. And Bank America went along with it. And yet nobody's been charged in the summer of 2020. None of the protesters who tried to burn down the, the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, the summer of 2020, none of them have been held to account on that. Not one little bit. We have a two-tiered justice system. It should be very obvious to you at this point. It should be very obvious. And you cannot leave it up to the FBI to fix itself. That's like a murderer sitting there before a judge and saying, hey, man, let's forget about the murder. I'm going to really make some changes in my life. And the judge goes, okay, you're cool. See ya. You cannot allow an organization that is as corrupt as our Department of Justice under the direction of Merrick Garland and the FBI under Chris Ray and uh, Jim Comey to fix itself because they won't fix themselves. What they need is a wholesale colonoscopy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, a colonoscopy, maybe a little side of defunding, I think. And the only thing that's going to really do that is to get somebody in the White House who is committed to it. And right now, the only person I could think of is Donald Trump. The other person that seems to be is Ron DeSantis. As far as the rest of the pack, I haven't heard much about it, except for Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy is a defender of truth. Vivek Ramaswamy doesn't have a chance of being the president right now, but at least he's a, he's a truth teller. Chris Christie, not so much. Not so much. Nikki Haley, eh, not so much. She wants Donald Trump to jump, jump out of the race. Get out of the race. Right now, we literally have a, a weaponized DOJ. We know that it's been going after Donald Trump for seven years. The latest iteration of that is the, is the dual justice system with regard to uh, classified documents possessed by Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, Mike Pence, Hillary Clinton. Two of those people should not have even had access to them. Mike Pence, Hillary Clinton. Yet they did. Hillary Clinton destroyed them wholesale, even when she was subpoenaed. And yet Donald Trump, they make up a bunch of charges. They get a specious warrant. I'm using the word specious a lot. There's a lot of speciousness. To do a wholesale raid of Mar-a-Lago. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. And they found some classified documents that had already been declassified. He had the right to do that. It was combined with all of his belongings. Everything that the Trump family had in the White House was packed in boxes, put in a bus, sent to Mar-a-Lago, unloaded. Some of that had uh, some classified documents. But again, he had the right to say, these aren't classified. Bill Clinton got away with it. Barack Obama got away with it. Joe Biden should not be able to get away with it, but he is. And the other day, last week, before uh, announcing his candidacy for president, the charges against Mike Pence were dropped. The investigation dropped. So this is why I'm not letting it go. I thought you should know that. This is why I'm not letting it go. I hope, I hope that I've been able to, um, to distill uh, what exactly is going on uh, in Washington D.C. because it can be it can be a little bit uh, a little bit uh, you know confusing. I do want to mention this, uh, and I mentioned yesterday we're talking about this um, this small uh, sub that is uh, currently uh, about twelve thousand five hundred feet below the sea in the North Atlantic. Twenty two foot long metal cylinder, room for four people, and a pilot. Anybody who has seen this organization doing this 
this uh, group of people who are sending people down for $250,000 to go see the Titanic looks at this organization and goes, really? They were using a, uh, a modified uh, PlayStation game troller to control the submarine. I-, I wish I were kidding. It was exposed on 60 Minutes. It was. The only way to communicate with the submarine, the Titan, are you ready? Sit down for this. Because you ever watch you ever watch the, the Explore the Titanic video? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the actor who who uh, who, da- who died. Um, I always forget his name. Um, Bill. Uh, anyway, it, it was a fascinating. Um, it was a fascinating uh, uh, visit to the wreck. But you got to see all of the equipment, all of the scientists necessary to make something like this to pull something. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton was in it, and Bill Paxton went down. He was in. Uh, uh, he was in the Titanic movie, and he went down. And I remember watching this and watching the fear in his eyes as he was going down. 12,500 feet, 2,000, uh, uh, two miles below the sea. And this is, this is like, uh, rescuing the people on this sub is like rescuing people from the moon. I am not kidding. What they are attempting to do, and I'm, and I'm hopeful, and I know we're used to, you know, these rescues, you know, maybe baby Jessica, you know, the, the, uh, the miners in Columbia, they made a movie out or whatever. And now we've got uh, five people in a, in a submersible 12,500 feet at the bottom of the ocean. This is the most difficult human rescue in world history. Because they've never done anything like it. I mentioned yesterday, you know, if you've got a power washer, and I, I've got a power washer, and it says 2,500 PSI, and that's a powerful power washer. And if you crank that nozzle so it's a tight spray, you can cut your toe off with it. I, I'm not you can literally, you can cut your toe off with it. That's how powerful the water is. That is a fraction of what would happen if there were a pinhole in this submersible, the water would rush in so quickly, it would cut whoever is, it would blow through the person in front of it, and then the submersible would completely collapse. That's just what would happen. There's so much, you can't even fathom the amount of pressure. Inside that submersible is the pressurization you experience 12,500 feet up. And the pressure being exerted is Two and a half miles of water weight on it. Now, I'm going to share a little bit more on this coming up. They have detected some sounds of life. And now begins this uh, this race against time as they run out of oxygen. So I'm going to take a break. Come back with that. 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. So, you know, the uh, scenario like in Jurassic Park, you know, that people are messing with nature, they're unprepared for it, and look what happens. It's kind of what's happened, I guess, with, uh, with this Titan, this, uh, this vessel. Uh, they've decided to make uh, the Titanic wreck a tourism destination, even though it's, you might as well be on the moon. The vessel's controlled by a reinforced PlayStation controller, though it doesn't have a GPS system and is guided by text messages from a team above the water. And a couple years ago, they got lost. 
Titan sitting at 3742 meters reports on bottom. But that was the last of the good news. And I said, do you know where we are? 100 meters to the bow, then 470 to the bow. If you are lost, so are we. There's no GPS underwater. So the surface ship is supposed to guide the sub to the shipwreck by sending text messages. Turn 30 degrees text right? Text messages. Probably, yeah. But on this dive, communications somehow broke down. You know what? You'll be perfectly fine as you go down to the hull of the Titanic. I'm using the same technology that I do to track my daughter when she's on a date. Good luck with that. Let's write the check for $250,000 to me. Let's go to Steve in Rikesterstown, Maryland. He's a plumber. He knows a few things about uh, water pressure. How you doing there, Steve? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, for every foot of water at the base of a foot of water is 0.433 pounds. Yeah. So you're talking about roughly at 4,000 feet, about 1,850 PSI that's generated against the hull. And if they had any kind of breach in the in the hull, it would fold up like a can crusher. Exactly. Now, you had mentioned um, this is at 12,500 feet. This is two and a half miles down. So the pressure is even oh, greater. You're right. 4,000. Oh, no, 4, dude. Oh, no, no. It's tw it's two and a half miles down. Can you refigure there? That's uh, 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 12,500. Multiply that by 12,000. So yeah, 12, yeah, you're talking about 5,800, roughly, 5,800 yeah. pounds of pressure. Yeah. I I in other words, if there were a pinhole, it would be like what happens on the International Space Station, Steve. If the, the opposite of the pressure is happening there. There's zero pressure in the vacuum of space, so the interior of the craft is pressurized to that of the surface of the Earth, and consequently, if a pinhole is created in the hull of a, of a, uh, of a space station, it will literally blow you through the pinhole with pressure. Correct. Correct. It'll blow your body through a pinhole. This is an implosion. Sort of like putting a tin can in a can crusher. Yes, exactly. You're exactly right. And, and so, you do the same thing if you take the air out of a plastic bottle. If you suck the air out of a plastic bottle, it'll crush. What's doing that? It's not the suction of your, of your head. It is the air pressure around the bottle that crushes it. And it's sad because, mm. you know, having common sense, I would never... You know, people don't even travel the Beltway without GPS. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding <laughs> well, me? Thank apparently, you. Apparently, there's no way to get GPS there, but you would assume that there might be sonar. You might, if you can track a nuclear submarine, that maybe if you're going to do expeditions to the, to the uh, Titanic wreck. I got to tell you, this was not ready for prime time. And I and I this is heartbreaking to me because we've all thought of this scenario. We've all thought about the scenario of, of being in a situation, an untenable situation, the possibility of death. We've seen it with there's a movie called Das Boot that was a masterful uh, piece about a German U-boat underwater and the possibility of it collapsing and crushing. We've seen this time and time again. But this time it's real, and this time one of the one of the people on there is a nineteen year old kid. And it's just, it's just horrific. Right now, they are hearing pinging. They heard banging at 30-minute intervals. They have sent a special submarine there. But this is fully 10,000 feet deeper than any rescue they've ever attempted. So I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe miracles could happen. I, I would suggest we pray for one. There's nothing wrong with that. I know, I know a lot of Democrats think that the thoughts and prayers are worthless, but I think they're actually quite powerful. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Back in a couple. Wide web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
It is the final hour of the Rob Carson Show. Here's the number, guys. It is uh, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. You know, it's kind of interesting. This is how uh, democracy works, right? You've got uh, the uh, John Durham, the guy who wrote the uh, Durham report, did a thorough investigation of uh, the FBI literally working with Hillary Clinton in an attempt to establish uh, a narrative that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to throw the 2016 election when actually what they were doing is covering up Hillary Clinton getting hundreds of millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs uh, for signing off on the Uranium One deal and then uh, uh, covering up uh, uh, classified documents that she had. She had thousands of them, thousands of them, destroyed the evidence when it was subpoenaed, and then destroyed the uh, the uh, server and destroyed all of the the uh, laptops and the phones and bleach bed them and the whole deal. And yet Adam Schiff uh, appears before Congress to question uh, John Durham and act like that didn't even happen. And, and the interesting about this is, is that idiots like uh, Adam Schiff are able to actually cross-examine John Durham today. Now they end up looking like complete fools, but that opportunity was not given to Republicans when the kangaroo court January the 6th hearings happened. Do you notice a little double standard? Dear God in heaven, are you kidding me? They hired an ABC producer to bring in for the second impeachment of Donald Trump, which ultimately turned out to be completely false. There was no evidence at all. It did a face plant, yet they went ahead and did this. Literally, it's a kangaroo court broadcast set up produced no cross-examination nobody from the trump side able to say a damned thing but today john durham can get cross-examined by democrats left and right hank johnson looks like a moron adam ship looks like a moron uh let's see uh, the the uh, who's the uh, the nadler yeah the Nad- not jerry nadler he's the nadler he's a he's a villain from batman the nadler he looked like an idiot today but i mean it's it just honestly I'm, I'm, I'm done having the conversation about, uh, do you think there's a double standard? You know what? The American people know there's a double standard. I think I read a, a statistic like 83% of the American people believe that the, uh, this, this entire inquiry was political. People get it. People know that, that Hunter Biden was let off scot-free. Do you know why? Because Joe Biden is a president. And, and you can, you know, Joe Biden can go on TV and say he's proud of his son, and he should be because he grew up just like his dad. My boy was just like me, yeah, my boy was just like me. But, you know, this is, a, this is a different standard, right? And everything's about a different standard. And you and I are on the receiving end of the badness. You and I are on the receiving end of the deep state. You and I are, are a victims of what I call dim crow. We live in dim crow. We've been living in dim crow for 30 years in this country. Conservatives have been disparaged, have been shut down. Rush Limbaugh changed the political discourse because he allowed conservatism to be heard. And he changed everything. But that didn't mean Dim Crow would end. No, no, no. Dim Crow continues. Dim Crow continues to this day, a double standard. Now we know the DHS was involved, the FBI, the intelligence community, all involved in taking down Donald Trump, and ostensibly his devotees, who are called uh, MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy. Other than that, everything's perfectly on the up and up. No, actually, we live in a third world hellhole right now that literally mirrors Brazil. 
Brazil literally in their last election, they, they elected this guy uh, again spuriously, defeated a, a, a very Trump-like character named Bolsonaro. He uh, left the country because he knew he would be politically persecuted. They followed our template from 2020. <laughs> they did. They did. Brazil followed the same game plan as Democrats and, and, they, and the DOJ did in 2020. It's funny that way. It's, it's kind of weird. Let's go to David in uh, Middle River's been holding. He's got some things you want to say about this. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, Rob. Love the show. Thank you. Rush would be proud. You're I carrying so. on the legacy really well. Thank you, sir. But, uh, you made an analogy a little earlier that the Department of Justice needs a colonoscopy, and yeah. I disagree with that. A colonoscopy is to identify the problem. We know yes. what the problem is. Yes. What the Department of Justice needs is an enema. That's exactly right, and you know why? Because things that are full of crap need to be cleaned out, don't they? And when you get a colonoscopy, uh, you don't have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> And what really angers me is yes. the, the manpower in this. I mean, what cases are being ignored because they're focusing on this? I mean, well, uh, this, Steve, you mentioned I mentioned the the uh, January the sixth prisoners. What about all the people who committed crimes uh, to the tune of two billion dollars in the summer of twenty twenty? Black Lives Matter and Antifa. I mean, go it's re- go even further back, you know. Where's Jimmy Hoffa's body? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, Steve, you know something? You know, last night I was I was sitting and I was, I was thinking, you know, things are bad in this country when Alex Jones has been proven right. You know, you know, things are really crazy when Alex Jones is being proven right. I mean, he's wrong on a lot of stuff, but he's totally right on some of this stuff as well. And I'm not even a fan of his. Steve, I appreciate the phone call, man. I really do. I, I appreciate the phone call. So, um, oh, do you know what today is? Today is uh, about the summer. Is it the summer solstice? Is that what it is? The beginning of uh, of uh, summer, and uh, people are flocking together. And uh, apparently, they're going over to Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Eight thousand modern day spiritualists are among other curious people visiting Stonehenge to mark the uh, summer solstice. I use this story as a convenient excuse to play this clip from from uh, Spinal Tap. No one knows who they were. What they were doing, but their legacy remains. Stone Age. Into the living rock of Stone Age. Stone Age of Stone Age of Stone Age. I'm looking forward to the sequel, The Spinal Tap. Uh, Directed by Rob Reiner. I differ from him politically greatly, but uh, I will see this iteration of Spinal Tap. Oh, hell yeah. One of the most quoted movies of my generation by the way but yeah thousands have flocked to a uh, stonehenge to mark the uh, summer solstice which is essentially the uh the uh, original burning man festival the people are still as nerdy uh, as burning man but different but different here's an interesting uh, uh poll before we dive into the latest um james o'keefe expose which involves a uh, BlackRock recruiter. BlackRock. Do you know BlackRock? <laughs> BlackRock. Yeah, BlackRock, by the way, is um, BlackRock is a company that manages $10 trillion in assets. And apparently, uh, 
by having that amount of money, which is twice the size of the GDP of America, and some say as much as $20 trillion, uh, they've been able to parlay that into controlling countries. Controlling Alex Jones kind of stuff, really. James O'Keefe is uh, uncovering that. We'll get to that in a second. I want to go to Barbara in New Hampshire. Barbara in New Hampshire, hello. Good, good, good. The home of Jack, the good, the home of Jack Keith, one of the best talk show hosts in America. I was just going to say, I know you're going to come to meet him soon. I oh, I hope so. Barbara, I've never been to New Hampshire. I, we should we should get together. You could t- give me a tour. I want to I want to know New Hampshire. I'm from Iowa. Jack always gives me crap about being from Iowa. I'd love to give you a tour of New Hampshire. It's a beautiful state, and you would love it, Rob. I, I've heard it's gorgeous. I mean, go ahead, Barbara. I really appreciate what you do every day because you tell a lot of people things that they may not know, and you back up those things. And a lot of talk show hosts just do not do that. Barbara, I'm not here to fool you. I'm not here to twist facts. I literally, I see some conservative pundits literally ignoring parts of stories. I don't do that. I, know I don't you do don't. that. I know uh, so you don't. I just, I, I don't have time for it. I, I'm, I'm here to present what I feel is best for the country. Uh, you know, and entertain you. And, and I'm not here to twist facts like the other side does. Exactly, um, exactly. So I'm not here to fool anybody, but thank you. One other question that. I want to ask you, Rob, because I think I'm right. Are you related at all to Kit Carson, the frontiersman? No, uh, no, no, no. no. I, I thought uh, you I, were. No, Barbara, I use, uh, I'll just be honest, and I've been honest before, if you haven't heard, I use the name Carson. And, oh, okay. and, and I'll be my real last name is Schwarzenegger. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. um, but no, I use I use the name Carson because when I got out of college, um, I, I started working in Columbia, Missouri, and they said that you 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 know you probably be better off with a radio name that way people don't call you at home, and your name also doesn't roll off the tongue like you know that. So I'm thinking, okay, I could be this. Well, I was working with a woman. Her name was Hunt, uh, Sarah Hunter, and they wanted to name me Fisher, so Hunter and Fisher. And I said that's really stupid. <laughs> So, I said, well, Rob yeah. Carson fits you. Well, the reason why I use Carson is because Johnny Carson is my idol. And when oh, I was I a kid, I loved Johnny Carson, and that was my yeah. dream to be Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson also lived in Avoca, Iowa, when he was growing up before I was born. And so he wow. had a connection to Nebraska and Iowa. And I just said, I'll just go by Carson. So let's be honest, it's, it's not my... It's not my real name. It's the name that I use, and I am not related to Kit Carson, the frontiersman, or Kit Carson, the producer of the Rush Limbaugh program. Well, I'm glad to know that, Robin. We really appreciate you here in New Hampshire, and so I'll let you go for now. God bless you. you. Call. I yeah, cannot wait you. to come up, Barbara. I cannot. Where do you live, by the way? What part of this, the state do you live? I, I live in Dover, New Hampshire, which is not too far from the seacoast area of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That's Lovely. where Jack Heath lives. Great. Well, that's where we're going to be, and um, we will be doing some sort of gathering with not only politicians, but people like we did in Baltimore about a year ago, and mm-hmm. I, I promise you it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm sure it will be. We'll be so great to see you. You have All a right. great day now. All right. All right. God bless you. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Recent poll has found that a third of Americans believe the 2020 election uh, involved fraud. This is uh, not a big surprise to a lot of people, but NBC apparently was mystified by it. Good reminder of the double standard progressive leftists in the Democrat Party and the media were allowed to question the outcome of the 2016 election for four years. But if you question any other, then there's a problem. This is an an NBC poll. 93% of of Democrats say Biden won. 
Is that a big surprise? They watch NBC, ABC, CBS, MSC, PBS, NPR, PBR, whatever the hell. 58% of independents believe that Biden won. That means what? 42% say, nope. Only 21% of Republicans believe that 2020 was fair and square. Now we know that the FBI was involved in it. Now we know that we were right. There you go. All right. So coming up, I promise on the other side of this, we've got James O'Keefe audio, and then I've got a catch the stupid update that is, I mean, spectacular. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's The Rob Carson Show. Quite a personal privilege. Uh, That means uh, inject a part of my real life into the show. So I'm sitting here uh, doing the show, and they got a guy named Fernando in the next room, and he's doing a glorious job on the tile for the bathroom where you're doing. It's the first new bathroom that my wife and I ever had. We've always had crappy bathrooms and crappy houses. And I also just bought a new car for the first time in 20 years. So uh, Fernando's in there. He's doing a great job, by the way. And uh, we got a great crew here. And, and I, love, I love watching artisans at work. Uh, you know, I do tile. I've done a lot of stuff. It's really cool to watch people who are who do this for a living. So I'm in there, and and you know I always text to voice uh, voice to text my wife, you know, and, and you got to be careful. You got to check those before you send them, because you know you might say something you don't. And uh, and I uh, and I was writing her, and she goes, "What's he doing?" I said, "Well, he wants to lay all the tile, and then tomorrow he's going to get to the caulk. Um, be careful when you say the word uh, uh, caulk and." Uh, in, in a text. I'm just going to, because it'll end up being something your wife is like, what are you talking about? That's all. <sighs> Let's talk about James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe was uh, let go from Project Veritas. What? We've got Jim Gossett on the hotline? Well, let's go to Jim Gossett on the hotline. What the heck is Jim Gossett on the hotline doing? Hey, Jim Gossett on the hotline. How are you? Hey, man, I won't take up much of your time, but I just, uh, we were talking about how we're huge fans of Norm McDonald, the best comedian of all time, right? Yes. And, and by the way, you did a killer Norm McDonald on stage a while back, and I shared it on social media. Oh, you shared it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, this is a joke I wrote, and I said, this is any good. And let, just imagine Norm McDonald doing this joke. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey. Do it, do it. Hey, breaking news there, Rob. Greta Thunberg was arrested at. At an oil tanker protest in Sweden, I texted her. I said, Greta, don't feel bad. It's not like it's the end of the world or anything. (laughs) Of course, she predicted today, if we didn't get rid of fossil fuel by today, the world would be over. And they made the story disappear, Jim. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. You know, you're... You know, you're kind of being hard on the gay pride thing there, Rob. I think I don't think it. Personally, I know McDonald. I don't think we should judge gay people. I mean, isn't that why we have the Tony Awards, for God's sakes? <laughs> all right, Chase. Buddy, great great to hear you. Great job on all this stuff. And, you know, I'm hoping that I'll be able to sneak you into my carry-on when I go to New Hampshire. Oh, I just heard the lady call. Please. Dude, J- oh, Jim, oh. I... Uh, we're working on it. I'll, I'll take Greyhound. I'll do what I never need to do, okay? Brother, I got to tell you, if you could come to us when we go to New Hampshire, I would love to have yeah. you go because you're, you're, the, you're, a, you're a giant part of the show. And, okay. and what, you, what you do is important. So I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, you know, one of my other favorite Norm McDonald lines, then I'll let you go. You know, I've been reading a lot about the life of Adolf Hitler there, Dave. You know, the more I read about Hitler, the more I don't care for him. 
Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, bud. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. When Jim calls, you put Jim on. Jim's the man. It just I'm very blessed to know Jim. And and I've been writing comedy for everybody and their brother in the world of radio. You've heard my material. If you listen to the morning zoo, you heard my material. If you listen to the whatever show, you know my material. You ever listen to Bob and Tom? You've heard my material. You ever listen to Bob Rivers? Chances are you heard some of my material. And it's just it's good. I'm a, I'm a good comedy writer. That's hmm, really hard to say. Jim's better. God damn. He's really good. He's really good. James O'Keefe is exposing BlackRock. Uh, BlackRock is uh, this large multi, you know, uh, it's a huge, it's a mega corporation. And I remember I used to hear uh, talk radio, they would defend BlackRock in Iraq because Iraq uh, was a war zone and BlackRock got all these contractors with the Defense Department and they're the only people who could do the work that they do. BlackRock is awesome. Well, BlackRock isn't, I don't believe, what it is all cracked up to be. And James O'Keefe began to kind of expose the cabal uh, between this gigantic corporation and governments around the world, and they're able to work with governments to allegedly, allegedly pay off politicians and then get uh, their bidding done. All right. So this is uh, James O'Keefe uh, talking about BlackRock, and then the person that they caught on tape. Serge Varley. Listen to BlackRock and then think about all these companies and how they're all kind of espousing the same worldview and political correctness and LGBTQIA and woke. Listen. Here we are with our latest story, this time on BlackRock, one of the world's leading asset and investment managers which owns significant shares of companies like Amazon. What well, do you suppose if they own big shares of companies that could actually kind of dictate their policies? Microsoft, Anheuser-Busch, yeah. Meta, Target, Target, Procter & Gamble, no. Comcast, huh. CNN, yes. Fox, Whoa. and yes, Pfizer, just to name a few. So we decided to take... Well, a that's kind of interesting, ain't it? ...look for ourselves at the influence BlackRock has on our politics and the influence they have on our culture. So to do that, what better place to start a hidden camera investigation than into a self-described gatekeeper at BlackRock? Like, you're kind of like a f***ing gatekeeper at BlackRock. Yeah, I am. I, I decide people's fates. Every f***ing day, I literally decide how somebody's life is going to be shaped. That's so powerful. I love it. Yeah, yeah I literally decide how people's lives will be shaped. Anybody who says that... While you're having drinks, you probably want to say, you know, I'll just take the check and uh, I'll call you if I need anything. You know, on the way, who's on the dole? How much does a senator cost? According to <laughs> Serge Varley and James O'Keefe. Also, Nick, you'll be up next. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. James O'Keefe has done some pretty good work. He's uncovered a lot as a uh, journalist when he was with Project Veritas. And uh, his latest effort, he... Uh, 
he uh, recorded an undercover, well, uh, a BlackRock recruiter named Serge Varley, works for the company uh, BlackRock, and he uh, uh, was uh, interviewed um, uh, during a, a dinner and then out uh, with, uh, with a representative James O'Keefe's organization. And he was very uh, cavalier about... Uh, uh, BlackRock paying for politicians, and again, you know, this is all alleged. Uh, you know, who the, who the hell knows, right? I mean, Joe Biden is bought and paid for. We know that. We know that. Dear God, I mean, look at the evidence. Look at the uh, suspicious activity reports. Look at the money into their bank accounts. Look at the LLCs. I mean, honestly, please don't don't even. I'm just so done. I'm done arguing this. It's just nonsensical. The more you, uh, the left caterwauls and all this, and says, the more you go. You shut up. Honestly, I don't have time for this nonsense. You know, honestly, we'll take it up in court, but I'm not going to sit here. I got, you know, I'll put something on Twitter about it. I'll get some troll, just complete moron, fire back at me with no evidence at all. And, and I'm just, I'm just getting tired of it. I'll just write, I'll just write derp, 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 you know, or I'll write, call my show tomorrow and let's talk. Because I'm not going to entertain this in a tweet, am I? I'm going to entertain it on Instagram. Just call my show. If you really believe what you do, call my show. Here it is, 800-922-6680. Never been called. It's really weird. It's like, uh, you, know, you, know what, you know what Twitter is? You know what the Internet is? Do you know what social media is? It's the same dynamic that your dog has with the neighbor dog when there's a fence between them. They sit there and they act all sorts of tough and they start, they act all badass and everything. And then when you remove the fence, they're like, oh, okay, let's play. That's what happens with Twitter. People will say the worst things about you or whatever, but they never say it in person. Same way when you're driving a car. When you're driving a car and somebody cuts you off, do you ever say to somebody, you know, who bumps in you on the sidewalk, uh, F you, you piece of bleep. Really? Or flip them off? I mean, there's something there. There's this this invincibility, I guess. Social media is the same way. Same dynamic. Dogs with a fence between them. People in a car, road raging. That's the same thing. That's why I think I'm really going to give up this social media. I'm just tired of it. That said, back to James O'Keefe. Interviewing this guy, uh, Serge Varley, about uh, politicians who are bought and paid for like Joe Biden and so many... What does a, a senator cost you nowadays? All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big ton of money, and then you can start to buy people. I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. Meet Serge Varley, a recruiter at BlackRock. Hi, Serge! Let me tell you, it's not through who's the president. It's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the and who's that? The hedge funds, the banks. These guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. And obviously, we have the system works. First, there's the Senate. These guys are He says, you got to know how the system works. First, there's the senators. These guys can be had for cheap. That's 10 grand you can buy. 10 grand you can buy a senator. So, I'll give you 500k right now. No questions asked. Yeah. I didn't do it. So it's done. Just yeah. like. I think we know why they don't want term limits. Right? Don't you suppose the reason why they want Washington, D.C. senators and members of Congress in there for life? It's because they don't want to upset the apple cart. 
You wonder why they come up with massive spending bills and you scratch your head. Why the hell are they sending a trillion dollars for green energy? A boom. (laughs) Come on. This is why they don't want term limits, because they can buy people. If a new senator comes in, they got to start all over again. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Why John Fetterman is in office? Why, why Diane Feinstein is in office? She can't even go to the bathroom by herself. Oh, man. And here he is, uh, this uh, Serge Varley talking about the money. This is a company, one money, one company that owns this much money. You have to believe that if they're in control of this amount of capital, somebody in that company is going to use it to wield power to make more money. It's exciting when shit goes wrong, right? BlackRock manages $20 trillion. We manage $20 trillion. He says $20 trillion. It's incomprehensible numbers. BlackRock Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding. You're like an undercover reporter. I don't know what normal people think. This is, this is beyond them. Yeah, he thinks that uh, what BlackRock does is beyond the comprehension of normal people. And, and I said earlier today, you know things are getting a little nuts when Alex Jones has proven right. And it does look like he's right with regard to this World Economic Forum, this attempt to uh, unite all the countries of the world in essentially a massive oligarchy where the rich are super rich and where you are just a means of taxation and production. Digitize the currency, use social credit scores to shut down bank accounts when you speak out, use the DHS to shut down all dissent of government and call it disinformation. Do you think any of this was organic? (laughs) It's just, it's remarkable. It really is remarkable. I had a little hallelujah moment last night when I was thinking about this. I'm like, well, that makes sense why they don't want uh, term limits and why Dianne Feinstein is, is being kept in Congress. And they never answer the question. Or Joe Biden is kept in the presidency. Do you suppose maybe the reason why the Democrat Party wants Joe Biden in the presidency for another four years is because he's a mindless, demented puppet who's already been bought and paid for to the tune of about $30 million dollars. And notice how friendly our policies are toward our enemies now, like China. And notice how we're involved in a war with Ukraine and we're sending them another $6 billion. So $130 billion to Ukraine. All we're doing is saying, hey, can we just have an itemized list? I'm going to see where it's all going. Oh, no, you can't have that. I, I had said this a while back. I said that the, the, uh, the ruling class can never make money like Bill Gates or... Uh, Elon Musk or, you know, whoever. Because they aren't creative. They don't know how to bring products to market and create things. They know how to regulate. And yet they can have the same riches and wealth as people like Bill Gates by just moving to Washington, D.C. and becoming a board member on a $6 trillion annual company. That's how... And, and we've seen this happen the last since Barack Obama. Now our presidents, when they leave office, or no, since the Clintons, 
they suddenly are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Kind of interesting, isn't it? It kind of makes you kind of makes you wonder. Until you put it together and you realize, oh, yeah, that's the truth. Uh, one more cut from uh, James O'Keefe with uh, this guy, uh, Serge Varlet, telling the truth. And, and this is another thing. War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Except for making a lot of money for big companies, including BlackRock. Here's Serge Varlet on how good war is for BlackRock's business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have thoughts. What are they? Ukraine is good for business. Ukraine is good for business. You, you know, right? I'll give an example. Russia Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. So if Russia blows up uh, Ukraine's grain silos. The price of wheat is going to go mad up. The, the price of wheat is going to go mad up. The Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market. Ukraine's economy? is tied to the wheat market. Global wheat market, prices of bread, and, you know, it, literally everything is, it goes up now. Price of bread and everything goes up. This is fantastic if you're trading. Fantastic if you're trading. Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. Volatility creates opportunity. Kind of like Russia blowing up their, or uh, Ukraine blowing up Russia's uh, Nord Stream pipeline. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah, I did, because that's what I think what happened. That's what I think happened. All right, let's move on from this because I do believe that I promised you a uh, catch the stupid update. Here it is. Stupid, 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 stupid. People, 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 people. Just plain stupid. Stupid as stupid does, Miss Blue. Who got stupid? Now, this is in no way, shape, or form uh, an attempt by me to say that I'm smarter than anybody. Um, I'm obviously smarter than a few people, including Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, but but I do it because there are some things that are so patently obvious that only a stupid person would uh, would not realize. Like our southern border is open. Like wearing a cloth mask will prevent the deadliest pandemic in history. If you believe that, you're stupid. And so if you believe stuff like this, you've caught the stupid. That's why I say it at the end of my TV show. The latest ep- uh, update to the ever over-evolving LGBTQIAPS2+ pride flag now literally includes an infinity sign intended to symbolize autistic people. I don't know if this means gay autistic people. I know a lot of autistic people. I do. I know a lot of of autistic people. A lot of uh, friends of mine have autistic kids. Valentino Vecchetti, the creator of intersex inclusive pride flag, uh, has added a yellow chevron and purple circuit of the progress flag in order to symbolize intersex people, those with ambiguity, born with ambiguities in their sexual organs. Hey, what's that? Has updated the flag in apparent. Apparently, it was not inclusive enough. So now they've decided to add a rainbow-colored infinity symbol to recognize the broad and varied experience of those with neurodiversity who wish to feel visibly included on our pride flag. Neurodiversity. So people with autism have neurodiversity. I would assume also that if you have depression and anxiety and or schizophrenia, you could be a member of the neurodiverse community. (laughs) I'm not putting them all in the same. I'm just saying neurodiversity. Okay? I created this version of my flag simply as an offering for those who wish for it. Please remember that there is already an autistic pride flag, which you can download on Wikipedia. It has the rainbow infinity symbol on a yellow background. Uh huh. So uh, what they've done, and this is exactly what I said. I said that this LGBTQIA plus whatever, 
and they keep adding to it. I said it goes off into infinity like pi. You know pi? You learned about it in school. 3.1458358. And it goes off into infinity? It does. It goes off into infinity. Uh, there are some people with autism who can literally remember all of the numbers after uh, one four. And, and, and there's world's records for it. They can remember thousands of numbers. It's crazy. But I made that as a joke. And what did they do? I say that uh, it's so stupid they could just take the numbers into infinity. And what do they do? They add the infinity flag. Thank you. Stupid, 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 stupid. All right, so stupid to have a good turn. Yeah, so coming up, uh, the Dodgers didn't learn anything. People didn't learn from the Dodgers or Target, and uh, they, there's a church in California that is now going to feature uh, Bible Drag Queen Bible Story Hour. Yeah, that's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. Did you hear how badly that Bud Light has uh, taken in the shorts? Uh, and it's it's gotten even worse. It, it was bad, and then it got a whole lot worse. Uh, Bud Light suffers its worst weekly sales drop as it plummets another 27%. As the cost of partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney continues to cripple the near giant. So their sales have dropped 27% uh, the week ending June the 10th, a deeper drop from the week ending June the 3rd. And this is, this is what happens when you, instead of look for acceptance, force belief. Force belief. Belief. This is what they're doing in in uh, in agencies. For instance, the uh, the, uh, the federal government. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I had a story. The Social Security Administration and employees have to complete a mandatory training that lectures employees on respecting their coworkers' sexual orientation and gender identity. When it crosses the line into that, here's what you get from the American people: a giant middle finger. We are a tolerant people, but if you just kick the door down and say, if you don't believe everything we believe in, you're transphobic, you're an ist, or if you have an ism, you're going to get a giant middle finger. And that's what's happening with this movement. That's what's happening with this, this corruption in Washington, D.C., this nonsense. Saying that, that Joe Biden's son is completely innocent as the driven snow and they ap- attack their political opponent with false charges for seven years, trying to force you to believe that Donald Trump is a criminal when the criminal is in Washington, D.C. in the White House. You're going to get a giant middle finger or worse. Or worse. <sighs> I feel better now. Drag queen Bible story hour. Yeah, I know. I know. My head almost exploded, too. It's being held, or it has held Sunday, at the Calvary Presbyterian Church in San Francisco. And drag queen Flamey Grant played the guitar while leading the congregation in the hymn, Be Thou My Vision. If I was a member of this church, and it's not because I'm homophobic or anything, I'd say, I'm going to find another church. Because, honestly, this is an insult. We're holding a Drag Queen Bible Story Hour. Reverend Victor Floyd says it's a first for Calvary Presbyterian Church. Listen to this they news anchor. It. She's trying to, like, uh, be the, uh, what, Candy Crowley with her, uh, with her very deliberate delivery. Pre-Pride prayer service before, but this is something new. 
we're hoping to offer a little balance to all of the hateful rhetoric that's out in the country. No, there, no, there's no hateful rhetoric. You, you just forced this radical LGBTQIA agenda down our throats, and we said, now you know we want to do that. And then, of course, you call us all homophobes and and uh, and uh, gay bashers and all that. It's not true, especially coming from churches and from politicians who are really which church? Which church has said this? Which church? My church hasn't said that using churches and using trans people and drag queens as their props supporters that's what you're doing with the drag queen story hour dear god came early and sad my name is joanne fabrics also um, i'm pastor sam lundquist oh it's pastor sam lundquist who calls himself flaming message there he is reading he's wearing like a pope hat song there's a drag queen saying in there. I think that Pride Month especially is extremely important these days because... There's another drag queen hasn't had a voiceectomy. So many of us come up in shame, and that's why we need Pride. Reverend Floyd says not everyone supported the church hosting the event. Because of the recent um, protest in Petaluma and in Loomis Basin up near Roseville and other places, uh, and because of some of the irate emails we've gotten, we, we, we've, I think, responded with a lot of security uh, considerations that we don't expect. Yeah, but meanwhile, the only churches that are being vandalized are uh, Catholic churches by leftists who are pissed off about Roe v. Wade. Uh, honestly, uh, this is this is what they do. They they bust in with their agenda, whether it be CRT. They immediately say when you say things like, "Hey, I don't want my kid to believe that because he's white, he was he's a racist," or my kid being black, believing that there's no chance that they'll ever succeed. And if you don't accept that wholesale, you are a racist. Same way with the radical LGBTQIA agenda. If you're not down with teaching a a, a preschooler sex and sexuality and it saying it's okay to change your gender then all of a sudden you're the homophobe and the transphobe it's really passive aggressive but i think we're beyond it i really do i think we're beyond it uh and so you know this this calling people racist calling people this calling this it's old it's gotten very old it's gotten very hot, tired and the real hate comes from the left not from the right all right um I think I said about all I need to say about that. So what I'm going to do is uh, take a break and come back and wrap things up. By the way, if you want to listen to the podcast today, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Newsmax.com slash listen. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. If you want to check out today's broadcast, all of the comedy of the great Jim Gossett, the interviews, the commentary, the podcast is available. We'll be up today's show later. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you. And until tomorrow, don't catch a stupid. See you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.